0: Welcome back to the Vet SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Know Network. Can't talk this morning already. Vet SOS is a proud member and glad to be supported by the Parade Deck community. Remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline. We're happy to have Robin Grable with us today from Talents Ascend. Uh, She is here to talk about the skills-based approach to job seeking. It's a phenomenal organization, and and what they're doing is just fascinating to me, especially with everything you, you get taught going through transition, learning about, you know, resumes and, and how to do the job search and everything. I love this approach. Can't wait to get into this uh, with Robin here in a few minutes. So as always, I'm here with my co-host,
1: Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, brother. I am fantastic. It's a new year um, and I'm pumped, man. I'm ready to get after. I can't wait to hear what Robin's got to say. This is one of uh, one of the the kind of the OGs of our space and so um i I can't wait i love i love this approach i love what she does so pitter patter let's get at it bro didn't even need prompting this time (laughs) someone was practicing all right so
0: let's jump right in and we got robin graywell she's the founder and ceo of talents ascend and veterans ascend uh which she created to help employers invest in a skills-based talent acquisition strategy that is an intentional model of inclusivity for military talent people with disabilities and justice involved candidates An award-winning advocate, speaker, author, entrepreneur, CEO, and proud Navy veteran, Robin does many things, yet woven throughout her diverse pursuits is a mission of service and a passion to give a voice for the underserved talent to be included. Today, she is focused entirely on ensuring the skills of veterans, military spouses, the disability community, and second-chance candidates are recognized and valued for their talent, and that America's employers implement intentional change to realize the full value of diversity and inclusion for all to truly ascend. Absolutely love that bio, Robin. Your approach to it is amazing. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, guys. Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: <laughs> so happy you could join us. So let's let's jump in first to uh, your your transition. Um, you know the, the types of things that you had to deal with as a Navy veteran. Can you tell us a little bit about your transition process? How it worked? Uh, was it good, bad? You know, and 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 you know how the whole thing went.
2: Well, it was a long time ago. I won't tell you. Well, it was, I I went in the Navy in 1979. So that tells you the story there from the start. Women weren't allowed to do certain roles in the Navy at the time. So Mm -hmm. I remember very clearly thinking and asking if I had the skills Why, why can't I do the job? And it was simply because I was a female. So I served for nine years, loved being in uniform, not all rainbows and unicorns. Of course, lots of things happened uh, during those nine years. And when I got out, no one could figure out how to translate my skills, what to put on a resume for me, or how to explain why as a female, I was even in the military. Uh, So I had to start my career over. And it took me 12 years to get to a job that I was doing when I got out of the Navy. And during those 12 years, I had had 10 different employers and I'd moved to four different states. Uh, So that kind of tells you what the transition was like. I couldn't find my home. I couldn't find where my skills fit. Uh, And there was no transition assistance back in 1988 when I got out of the Navy. Uh, so it was one day I'm in uniform and the next day I'm not and uh, on my way. So my transition was not as good probably as as it is today, but it's still not really great today, even uh, as much as there is assistance. But so, yeah, my transition was but but I'd been in the Navy for nine years. I was 27 years old and I thought <laughs> I could do anything. Right. And I, I didn't even it didn't even phase me the problems that were happening in that transition and why I had to start my career over and why I couldn't use the skills from the Navy. I had nine years of training, nine years of leadership, and I did some pretty cool things in the Navy. Uh, So it was just a, I didn't really think about it then, but then fast forward 25 years as I was working on my master's and the idea came to me, why, why is this, Why is this still happening? Veterans still are having an issue taking their transferable skills from whatever they did in the military to a civilian career as they transition out or expand their their careers. And um, so I was blessed with the creativity of saying, we've got to do something. And the skills-based approach hit me. It took us a couple of years to launch the company. It didn't happen until 2018. Um, but uh, it's, it's a great journey. So, yeah, that's how we got here.
0: That is awesome. And I always love when, when guests answer the next set of questions before I even ask them. That's, uh, we were going to get to how, how you got to starting it. So,
1: that's fantastic. And I got to say, too, Robin, you know, as a veteran, right? Thank you for helping us. Thank you for what you're doing for our community. But as the husband of a female veteran, thank you for paving the way for her. Yeah. Because she didn't have some of the challenges you've had. Yeah. Because of women like you who paved the way. So thank you for that.
2: my honor. and and she's paved the way for the generations to come next, right? So thank, thank you to her uh, as well because there's still a lot there's still a lot we need to do. Uh, and so this generation is paving the way for my granddaughter who wants to be an astronaut and and go to the naval Academy to get there. Uh, So there's there's the next generation that we still need to make some improvements on what's happening in the military for females. So, yeah,
0: that's awesome. I love the the generational um, continued service. That's just amazing. And you brought up a great point about the lack of services, you know, when when you were transitioning and and my dad transitioned out. He retired from the Navy back in ninety three. And he was amazed of all the things that I was telling him that are available to us now, and he said, like, "Yeah, we didn't have any yeah. of that stuff." So, yeah, uh, that's just fantastic.
2: Yeah, but there's still a lot that needs to be done, and and the reason we took a skills based approach is because you know you get out of the military and they spend however many times, days, hours, telling you to write a resume. But if you ask a thousand people how to write a resume, you're going to get a thousand different answers a thousand different approaches, a thousand different ways. And every employer looks for something different instead of looking for the skills that someone has, they're looking for a format in their format. But how do you know what that is and how do you get through the filters? There's a statistic out there that says 92% of people will not finish an application because it's either too complex. They see a question they don't understand, or they, they see a task that they've never done, but they may have the skills for, but that's not what the question is asking them. The question is asking, have you done this task before? Instead of saying, do you have these skills that are required to do this task? So people will stop filling out an application. 95% of veterans get filtered out anyway, if they do fill out an application because of education levels, previous employers, industry experience, all previous title. All these factors that are built into these applica- applicant tracking systems that are are meant to find the best, but they're filtering out the best is what's happening. So a skills based approach really tells an employer what skills do you need. It doesn't matter where I got them. It doesn't matter when I got them. It doesn't matter how I got them. It matters that I have them. And so there's there's still again a lot we need to do in the transition space for our military coming out. It's it's more about helping them. And the other thing, I get so excited about all this. But the other thing is, there are ninety, you know, ninety nine percent of the businesses in the U.S. are small base small businesses, right? They're not the Lockheed Martins of the world. They're not the Boeing's of the world. They're small businesses. But when you go through the transition, class, you don't hear about all these small businesses across the U.S. who need the talent that our veterans and military spouses have, they don't get told about them. So they're told, go apply at these big box companies, but they can't hire everyone, first of all, and they get filtered out for previous title, industry experience, things like that. So we want to help the small business get to the talent they need. And we want to help our veterans and military spouses, the disability community, the justice involved community get to great careers where they're valued for their skills as a human being. So,
0: Yeah, that that is absolutely awesome. And playing around with different sites and and seeing what things are out there and have to offer. I was actually amazed Uh, something I'd never seen before. And and I don't have a whole lot of experience applying for jobs, but, um, I I was looking at this one job. "Eh, It looks pretty cool. So I I clicked on apply to see what was next. And it came up with a pay service. Like you couldn't just apply. You had to subscribe to this service that they had in order to even apply for the job. I'm just sitting there looking at it like kind of like a dog when he hears a weird sound. You know, my head's turning. (laughs) I was like, what what, what is going on here? Right.
2: Or every site wants you to create a profile on their site. So now not only are you creating a resume, specific to them, but now you're creating a login for their website, you know, a a profile on their website. It just, it it should be a lot easier than that. And, you know, employers are fishing from the same pond and expecting different results. You know, they're expecting the big old marlin to come out of there when they're fishing in a a dried up desert. You know, it's not, the world has changed. COVID did a lot of things bad in the world, but it did a lot of good things for the employment scene as far as helping employers see remote work is not a a big issue. For military spouses, those are opportunities. They can work from anywhere and they are the most resilient, resourceful, just super employees and, and employers are missing out on them because they won't let them work remote or they won't let them stay with their their job. So <clears throat> COVID did a lot of great for the employment scene, but it changed the workforce. And then the millennials came along and they're changing the workforce and the Gen Zers came along and they're changing the workforce. And it's not it's not bad. We just have to adapt. And I don't think a lot of employers want to adapt because they the old way was working for them 10 years ago, but that was 10 years ago and this is now, and they've got to learn how they're gonna find that right talent. The talent's out there. It always amazes me in my years of HR, how people say <clears throat> there's a talent shortage. No, there are 70 million Americans with some sort of criminal justice involvement that can't get good careers because they're being filtered out. There are, you know, 18 million veterans in the US and the underemployment rate for veterans is the issue. The unemployment rate, everybody, you know, everybody wants to talk about the unemployment rate. It's like 2.9% for veterans. That doesn't tell the right story. We can get jobs. Can we get careers that value us for our skills and pay us what we deserve to be paid? That's the problem. And the underemployment rate for veterans alone is like 16% versus uh, less than people with that aren't in the military. Military spouses, the unemployment rate is 24%. There's something wrong with those numbers when you want to look at the employment program overall. And it's because we're not using a skills-based approach. We want to think people have got to fit into a certain box. And if they don't, they're out. But think about all the companies across the country and they've all got their own box. How are you gonna to try to fit that one person that you're looking for in that haystack into your box? Think about your skills and you'll find millions of people that can fit into your company. You just have to look at it a different way. And that's, that's what we're really driving. And it's really, and this is personal for me. It's always been personal, obviously being a Navy veteran, female. I was also a military spouse while I was on active duty. So I I have that aspect as well. And being a military spouse while you're on active duty means you're really a military spouse because my husband, my ex-husband now, but at the time his orders were more important than mine. And so I, I had to be the one to pack up the house and get our daughter settled and all those logistical things as a military spouse not as a Navy veteran. So, and just all these things that, that, you know, we have to go through. So there's just, we've got a lot more work to do, but it's about the human beings that are standing in front of you and how we can embrace and say, I love the skills that you have. Let's have a conversation about those. Instead of saying, you didn't work in my industry. You don't have a degree. You didn't do this task that I need done, or you're saying you can't do it or didn't do it so i don't even want to talk to you how limiting is that and how when was the last time you know you applied for something and got rejected and it felt good Let, let's think about the human being that's in front of us and how we can embrace where they're from what they bring to the table who they are as a person because i'm going to feel so much more valued and you know what that does that means i'm going to be more loyal and i'm going to work harder because you valued me and brought me into your organization so there's just so much good that will come out of a skills based approach it just it's going to take some work
1: yeah tell us about that let's so we we've, we've touched on we keep we keep using that word right but that's what that's what you in talent Send are famous for is that skills based yeah. approach yeah Describe that. I want you to un- really unpack that for us.
2: Yeah. So when you think about a job description, employers have written what tasks they need done because at the end of the day, they're they're stressed for time and they just want to say, "Look, I need this, this, and this done." So find somebody that has done that before and can do it for me. Regardless, what they're what they're forgetting or not really factoring in is just because I did it before doesn't make me good at it. Like I, you know, I, I that that's the thing they're missing, right? So but if you look at a job or a career as a skills based approach and say what skills do we need? So we need someone to chop down a tree. What skills are required? Well, there's safety involved. there's mathematics because you got to calculate where that tree is going to fall and how it's going to fall and all the what tools are they going to need to use? what skills will, uh, will they need to have uh, for those tools? Those are the things that you need to look for. So when you look for those things, instead of saying, have you chopped down a tree before? Because I'm going to say no. But if you ask me if I've used these tools before, do I have the skills to use these tools? Do I have mathematical skills? Have I, have? I Do I have logical skills? I'm going to say yes, because I've done things that have given me those skills. It's a totally different conversation. And now you've got somebody that's got the skills that you need, not only for that, job. But as in in a small business, you need somebody that can be well-rounded, can do a lot of different things. And remember, 99% of our businesses here in the U.S. are small businesses. They don't need you to do one thing. They need you to do multiple things. So if you get the skills for your company, if you look at what your company does and the skills you need across the board and find somebody with those skills and don't pigeonhole them into one little box you're going to get so much more value out of that person. And they're going to be so much more uh, appreciative and, and just loyal. And for veterans, because we've done so many different things, and for military spouses, because they do so many things in their households, logistics and finance and all these things, they're used to wearing multiple hats. And if you try to pigeonhole us into one job, you're going to get somebody who in 12 years worked for 10 different employers and people think that's job hopping. But in my reality, it's because I wasn't utilizing the skills I knew I had and that I could be valued for. So when an employer looks at skills, there's so much more You know, and again, it's looking at a job, looking at your company, not from the tasks that you need done, which is how job descriptions are typically written today. It's looking at the skills required for those tasks. And then when you find somebody that has those skills, it doesn't matter how old that person is. It doesn't matter what their ethnicity is. It doesn't matter what their gender is. It doesn't matter where they got their skills, whether they went to school, got them in the military or just hard knocks of life they have the skills you need have a conversation about how they can utilize those skills in your company and it's an entirely different conversation and then the the you know the ROI from that the return on that investment and that that play there is that you're going to get somebody who's much more productive they're going to come in hitting the ground right from the start without imposter syndrome because I haven't written my resume to say I can do a task, but then I get there and I really can't do that task. So now I've got imposter syndrome and you've got to train me to do everything or you've got to performance manage me if you hire somebody you know has the skills to do the job they're going to come in and use those skills and they're going to be proud of using those skills and they're going to hit the ground running much faster and they're not going to have to be managed they're not going to have to be uh, you know have imposter syndrome and all that tension so there's just so many valuable things in a skills-based approach and it's not hard to take a company from and we have a a great um, five tips to skills-based hiring on our website so you can download that takes you through just five easy steps on how to think about building a a skills-based skills-based approach in your company.
1: That's awesome. So if I'm a veteran and I am, and I want to seek out new employment and I don't because I love my organization. But if I did, how do I get a, like what does the process look like through talents ascend with me and your team?
2: It's super easy. 10 minutes to create a profile. It's free uh, on talentsascend.com. You just go out there and create your profile. We ask you about your uh, military background, what your branch you were in, what your military occupation was, and then we translate that into skills. So we always use infantry as the example because a lot of people understand infantry and they always think about, <laughs> they always think security, I right? Have to go there. <laughs> I know. I but was if, intel. You-
0: My whole job was security.
2: That's true. That's true. Uh, Well, I was data processing and people still didn't understand that, you know, but we always use infantry as the example because a lot of people relate to it and they think that's all that the army does. Right. I mean, that's, you know, but it's so wrong anyway. Security is not the only thing that people in the infantry learn. When you look at the job description from someone in the in the military, in infantry, there's things like equipment maintenance, logistics, supply chain, HR, human resources, being a team leader. There's so many different aspects of that. So we translate those military occupations into a skills list. And then our employers create job profiles, career profiles, and choose the exact skills they need for the job. And our program matches the two together. So, again, it's taking the skills that you learned in the military or as a civilian, we do translate civilian occupations as well. And stay-at-home parent is an occupation that we translate because there's a lot of skills involved in being a stay-at-home parent. Conflict management. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, My daughter is a stay-at-home parent of five. So, trust me, I, I absolutely get it. Uh, but there's there's so many things that there, that align when you look at skills based versus a resume. So people, you know, veterans, military spouses, justice involved, community, disability community, everyone can create a profile in our in talents ascend. But we do give priority to those communities that we serve to give them the the way forward. Uh, but ten minutes, no resume, no job boards, no applications. Just tell us who you are. Look at your skills. You can take out skills you don't want to be matched on. So uh, if you don't want to be matched on security positions or safety positions, you can take those skills out, put in other skills that you got from training or other um, occupations you may have. But where in the U.S. you want to work, what your salary requirement is, and that's it. It's super simple. Uh, And then employers will create their career profiles unlimited because our our platform gives them unlimited access. They can create profiles across their organization so that uh, we can match one person to a thousand jobs in the blink of an eye. It's super fast um, and gives that person the opportunity to say, hey, I've got the skills for multiple positions in your company. We definitely should have a conversation. So, you know, I I think, Eric, too. your kind of question was, you know, the resume is the norm. So everybody says build your resume, go out and apply for jobs. that is just, it's just not the way anymore. You can't, you very seldom can you find applying for a job blindly is gonna get you to the career that you want. And um, it's just not that way, unfortunately. So networking is important, finding somebody, finding another veteran that works in a company that you're, you're interested in, getting into that connection because that's really what we're doing. We're making those connections based on skills But if you had somebody in that company that worked there that you could connect with and get them to help you, you know, move through, that's the best way instead of applying blindly online, because you're just, it's, you're going to waste a lot of time, not to mention the time in building that resume after resume, those profiles, et cetera. Um, it's just a waste of time. So build a profile with us. We're a national company. We have employers coast to coast, uh, and, and, and veterans and candidates everywhere, but, um, and we'll help you too. So if you've got um, your questions or want to talk about a, a small business that you're interested in, we will help you. We've got a lot of resources, a lot of friends out there like you two uh, that will help our, our communities. So we're not only about, you know, just in the employment piece, but we've got resources. We want to help people. That's at the at the end of the day, that's really what we want to do. Uh, so. I, I
0: love I love this this whole concept. And, and Eric, I, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this one. Is you start looking at a resume and you got two retired first sergeants here. You could fill up page after page after page yep. of all the skills and, and yes. tasks you had to do as a first sergeant. Yep. That uh yep. you know, you, they want two pages. So I, I love the skill-based approach. Yep. I am curious. Um, you guys you said 2018 is when you started, right? Yes. Okay, so um can you give us an idea how many people have utilized the service from as far as the job seeker? And then also, you know, what kind of numbers are you talking about as far as organizations that utilize your service to find talent?
2: Yeah. So we've um, had over 200 employers uh, over the last five and a half years since we've uh, been live. Actually, it's really been only five. We went live with the employer side of the program in January of 2019. So it's been five years now. Um, But we've had... Over 200 employers use the platform, um, and we've had thousands. um, I I don't even know what the actual number is uh, for the candidate side, but it's thousands uh, of of veterans, military spouses, disability community in there uh, with their profiles. We match. We look at our match rate every day um, to ensure our, our employers are getting the matches that they need. Uh, And so that our our candidates can get to those careers. So we look at that on a regular basis to calculate that we we don't calculate our success on the number of hires because there's so much more that goes into hiring someone. We're sourcing candidates. We're sourcing talent for employers to give those candidates the opportunity to get to the door. They, they can't get to the door today in the, in the normal resume application process. We're getting them to the door, Definitely. direct connections to hiring managers, business owners. And we really have focused on the small business segment, um, 300 employees or less, because they typically may not have an HR person that's focused on talent. They definitely don't have a talent acquisition team um, and they're missing out on great talent just because they don't have the resources or the time to tap into the communities that we serve. And again, as we talked about before, when you get out of the military, you're told about the big box stores, the big you know box companies, the Fortune 50 companies. You're not told about the the little, you know, small businesses out there, which there are millions of.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, too, Robin, I, I, I so appreciate what you guys are doing for a couple of different reasons. One, I am that infantry guy who did not want to go be a police officer, who didn't want to go contract overseas, who didn't want to be a, a security guard. I don't want to run my own security company. I've done that. I spent a quarter of a century doing stuff like that. I'm done. Right. Right. And so navigating the water of what's next for me was really difficult because all of my experience felt like it was just in one area. Yeah. Right. And now I've learned now that that's not true and I'm in a great spot and all these things are wonderful. The other reason that I really appreciate this, and I'm going to humble myself a little bit at your feet, um, is that. I built a career after after retiring on writing resumes and helping people. And I'll tell you what I learned. And I'm gonna as someone who's written thousands of resumes and, and literally helped over 3,500 people, I agree with you. That's what I learned. No, yeah. really, that's what I learned in writing all these. I'm writing resumes for people, and I'm realizing that it's not highlighting what they're really bringing to the table. No, it isn't. It's not, and so, as a former resume writer, as a former infantryman, you, the team at Talents Ascend, what you guys are doing, your approach is one thousand percent spot on.
2: Thank so. you. It, it's it is good work. I mean, I, again, it's very personal for me uh, being a veteran, military spouse, and and I I, I have my share of disabilities, both from the Navy and and beyond. Um, And I have family that's justice involved. So this is very personal for me. Um, And it it is, the the system is broken. The way we judge people by a resume is broken. It needs to change. Um, We need to, to, you know, there needs to be more kindness in the world and think about how we can say yes to people instead of how many times we say no to them. Uh, because everybody benefits when we all have great careers where we're supporting our families and our communities. Um, you know, the, the people that are justice involved when they get out of prison, the recidivism rate is so high because the first thing they can't do is get a, get a good job. Yeah. And guess who pays for that? You know, the community, the society, we all pay for that. Veterans okay. who struggle to get a career when they get out of the military because of all the things we've talked about. The downstream effects of that, think of what happens, the suicide rates, the unemployment, the just the homelessness, all these things. And and we could fix it if we just approach employment as a as a human being and not, not a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> and I'll tell you, that's, that's, the, that's the key, right, Robin? It's up to us.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Right? The, the large companies, those large box stores, those large box companies, they're not going to do it because they have a system that works for them.
2: Exactly. If want exactly. That,
1: if we want it fixed for our communities, it's up to us to do it. Absolutely. I can't believe we are out of time, Sean. We are already like I blinked and we're done. <laughs>
2: yes. That was yeah. fast. This has
1: been this has been an incredible opportunity to learn more about you, Robin, uh, as a veteran, as a woman, as a, a leader, um, and about your organization. So thank you very much for coming on. I have to ask, so what is the best place? I know we have got the ticker tape going down below. But what's the best place for our audience to connect with you?
2: Really, our website, talentsascend.com. A lot of information out there. Contact us. Forms are out there as well. Find us on LinkedIn. We're on social media. So really, those are the two best places, LinkedIn and our website, and you can reach us. So thank oh, you so much, guys. This has been great. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the work that we're doing, the community, and, and how we can help.
1: Oh, 100%. We've loved having you guys. And we love your whole team. Your whole team is incredible. So, um, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, on behalf of the VET SOS family, we'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, make sure you follow and subscribe us on, to us on YouTube and your favorite pl- podcast platform. Remember, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab the VET SOS Lifeline. Yes.